Hello there, and welcome along to Planet Sport Football Africa, a passion for sport production where we look at African football, what's happening around the continent, and what African players are doing overseas. I'm Steve Vickers with a special Africa Cup of Nations review edition of the show. I'm now back in Harare, Zimbabwe, after nearly four weeks in Gabon. And Solomon Ashams in Johannesburg joins me on this week's show as we look back at the 2017 Africa Cup of Nations as Cameroon surprised many by winning a fifth African title, much to the delight of their fans. No, I'm fine, I'm fine, very, very happy. We are so happy. It's possible Nepal Cameroon. Very impossible. Guinea-Bissau coach Basiro Kande says he wants the team to move forward after their debut appearance at the tournament. So we are intending you know, to go work hard in order to be able to meet any challenge in any competition. And amazingly, a Ghanaian sports journalist tells us that many Black Stars fans were happy that their team failed to reach the final. Majority of Ghanaians jubilated that the exit of the Black Stars against Cameroon on social media, on radio, on television. Well, we'll get to the bottom of that later on. And we talk to Sierra Leone Football Association President Aisha Johansson as the team that she founded plays in the CAF Champions League this weekend. That's all coming up. So the 2017 Africa Cup of Nations ended with a fantastic final and I was fortunate enough to be at the Stade de l'Amitié in Libreville as Cameroon came from a goal down to beat Egypt 2-1 to win the Nations Cup for a fifth time. And they did it with the joint youngest team at the tournament with an average age of 24. They'd been snubbed by Liverpool's Joel Matip and seven other players who refused to play at the tournament despite being named in the squad. The indomitable Lions' Belgian coach Hugo Bruce built an outfit that played as a team and their positive attacking play saw them become worthy winners. Well, the atmosphere in the stadium for the final last Sunday was incredible. A 38,000 near-capacity crowd with many Cameroon fans, some who travelled across the border and others who live in Libreville. I spoke to a couple of fans after the win. Yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine. I'm called Maurice. I'm a Cameroonian. Yeah, yeah, in Libreville. No, I'm fine, I'm fine. Very, very happy. We are so happy. Impossible Nepal Cameroon. Very impossible. Why Cameroonian cannot come? I'm so happy. Uh, so all I have to say is just to say thank you, Cameroonians, for what they have done. I'm so very happy. Well, about the victory, I'm just happy since from the beginning for the African Cup of Nations, how it was being organized due to some, a little bit of disability. Well, we thank God very much for the victory. Everything went quite all right. Well, it wasn't easy. For the journey, from the starting, from all the matches played, qualification, quarterfinals to, to finals. So I'm very happy for the cup we have carried. Yeah, I'm a Cameroonian. I live in Libreville. I'm a, I'm a seller. The, 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 the sub-region as a Central Africa world, we, call, we all came together to support for the fact that we all organized the cup in the sub-region and it finally went well. Well, you have to say a big well done to Cameroon, Solomon. Before the tournament, not many people thought that they could go all the way and win it. 
what I feel is people really underrated them. And I thought that was a huge motivation. It's quite amazing to see how I think the coach used that to the advantage, telling the young players, look, you guys are here, a lot of you guys for the first time. This is your biggest opportunity to go out there and represent Cameroon and do well. And, you know, young players are very hungry. They want to go out there and win. And it really worked for them. And I think one of the best things for Cameroon is they're just explosive attacking football. They played together, stayed together. They had players like Abubakar on the bench. But there was so much joy when he came in and scored that goal and look at their faces and the coach. It just showed that the team is really playing as a unit to win. It doesn't really matter who is playing and who is not playing. Yes, they were really united as a team. From Cameroon on WhatsApp, Silas Ankiang Bom Ngong says it's a great thing for the country and we're already thinking of the next step, the Confederations Cup and the qualifiers for the World Cup. And we have a WhatsApp voice message from Italy. Brima Amber Barrow is a Gambian living there. Well, congratulations to Cameroon for winning the Africa Cup of Nations 2017. Really, some of their players refusing to come. They showed the world that they are capable of winning without those players. Disappointing for the host, though, and some matches, the turnout was really, really poor. And thank you, Planet Sport, for the connectivity of this sport. Really uh, enjoyed this website, really. I really love your voice, Steve Vickers, and the rest of the team. Well, thanks, Brima. Very kind of you. Sounds like you listen to the show every week on our website, planetsportfootballafrica.com. More comments from social media shortly. And as Ibrima said, it was a disappointing performance from the host Gabon going out at the group stage after drawing all three of their games. Now, while the crowds were small at most of the matches where Gabon were not playing, except for the final, that is, there were always a few thousand Gabonese there to make a lot of noise and to cheer on the teams. Here's one of them who was at the final. The people of Gabon were very friendly and also um, fair play supporters. We're here to support. Both of them came for supporting Egypt and Cameroon. So now it's time. The competition is over, but we still got the favour of the Khan. The favour of the Khan, she says, or the AFCON, as in Africa Cup of Nations. Well, so how did this edition rate? I spoke to BBC journalist Farai Mungazi, who's been to seven Nations Cups. I think it's been a fantastic tournament in terms of the standard of football, the matches we've seen. We've uh, witnessed some cracking goals and some uh, moments of brilliance from individual players. So from that uh, point of view, I think uh, it's been a great tournament. The final itself, Egypt v Cameroon absolutely loved it. Uh, Three goals. Um, in the final and it's not every final that you get goals at the Nations Cup in fact I think six the last six finals only produce three goals Um, so to have three goals in one final is um, a a, a huge bonus so thoroughly enjoyed it. Quite a bit was said about uh, there being small crowds uh, this edition of the tournament Uh, that's not actually unusual is it? No small crowds at the Nations Cup they're very normal in fact I think the only tournament that I remember where crowds were huge for pretty much every single game was Ghana in 2008. Uh, but here the crowds have been very poor, um, especially you know after Gabon got knocked out. But also remember that this tournament was held against the backdrop of political problems where the opposition parties uh, called on people to boycott um, you know the games. And you know people did respond. They didn't go uh, to watch the games. So it's something that CAF 
will have to address how I don't know because traveling around Africa isn't cheap. It's not as easy as it is um, in Europe. Um, in terms of the pitches, you know, I think the pitches here, especially the pitch for the Group D games in Pojon till it was diabolical. I mean, you know, OEM was also bad for the Group C games, but Group D was an absolute mess. You know, the coaches, the players blamed the pitches for some of the injuries, and you can't dispute that. You know, I just hope that in, in future tournaments, the, you know, the, the pitches are prepared well because if the surface is not good, if the platform is not good, how do players express themselves? You know, and some actually say that it's probably the reason why Egypt looked very jaded in the final because they played most of their games in Pojontir and that pitch was just unbelievably bad. On the crowds, there's a feeling that 2019, where Cameroon host, uh, could be something quite special. It should be something special and I'm looking forward to it because Cameroon, a nation's cup at home, the defending champions and don't forget that Cameroon have not staged a cup of nations Despite their history in African football, they haven't staged the Nations Cup since 1972. And it was a terrible uh, tournament for them. And that's when the president actually decided, you're no longer called the Lions. We're going to be called the Indomitable Lions. It was after the disaster of 1972. So, you know, I, I, I imagine that in 2019, they would want to put on a show for the, uh, for the whole world. And also don't forget that this is Isa Hayatu's home country. So, you know, there's a lot riding on 2019 and I'm looking forward to it. That's BBC journalist Farai Mungazi, who's been to seven editions of the Africa Cup of Nations, feeling that the 2019 one is going to be a good one. This is Planet Sport Football Africa, brought to you by Passion for Sport, and it's a special edition reviewing the 2017 Nations Cup with Cameroon, the champions. Let's go to Facebook and WhatsApp now, and we've been welcoming voice notes on the Nations Cup. Here's Lamine Sane, a university student in the Gambia. The African soccer, if you look at it, it is improving very well because you can see a young, talented player. My player of the tournament is Bertrand Trawale, very skillful. First of all, he will play like Sadio Mane and the other African stars. Thanks, Lamine. I agree that Burkina Faso winger Bertrand Traore had an outstanding tournament. He missed in the penalty shootout in the semi-final against Egypt, but really impressed otherwise, and he's on loan from Chelsea to Ajax. Officially, the player of the tournament was Christian Basagog of Cameroon, but for me, Traore was superb. Other comments, Stanley in Ghana says it was a good tournament, but not all that powerful compared to previous ones. Cameroon winning was a surprise because everyone was expecting Egypt to win the final. Well done to Cameroon. And my top players were Junior Kabananga of DR Congo, Christian Basagog and Fabrice Ondoa of Cameroon, Christian Achu of Ghana, Mohamed Salah of Egypt, Daniel Amate of Ghana and Bertrand Traore of Burkina Faso. Thanks for that, Stanley. Ibrahim in Sierra Leone says, Honestly, I think this year's Nations Cup is one that was very competitive and dramatic considering all the countries that were considered the favourites failed to live up to expectations. But Cameroon deserved to win it and my most admirable player was Vincent Abubakar who scored the winner in the final. He was just exceptional and unique. 
Peter Bast from the Gambia says, My dream came true. Cameroon are now the champions of Africa. And Jamba Sata also in the Gambia says, Oh yes, Cameroon, champions of Africa. They really deserved it. Credit to them. My player of the tournament is the Cameroon captain, Benjamin Mukanjo. Such a good player, says Jamba. Charles Siele in Kenya is full of praise for the tournament. That was an awesome competition, says Charles. Though my favourite team, Egypt, lost, I'm happy for the winners. Cameroon played well, and thanks for your football analysis and updates, says Charles. Well, it's a pleasure, Charles. Glad you enjoyed our coverage. Musa Mane in the Gambia says overall it was a good tournament. The performance of the referees was very good. There were no serious mistakes committed by them. Ebrima Kante also in the Gambia says congrats to Cameroon for a well-deserved victory. Looking at the tournament, it was great that all the teams that competed got at least a point in the group stages. Yeah, that's all right, Ebrima. It shows just how tight the competition turned out to be. Alfred Mdimba in Malawi says the top player for me this year was Senegal's Sadio Mane. And Alfred continues, this year's Nations Cup was so good since Burkina Faso surprised many and Cameroon's return to winning the championship is a great encouragement. Dembo Manjang from The Gambia says, I like to be with Planet Sport Football Africa. I like the way you guys analyse it. Thanks for that, Dembo. And he continues, I thought Burkina Faso surprised many because they played a high level of professional football. Yeah, I agree with you there, Dembo. And very attacking, positive play uh, from Burkina Faso. And Francis Tucker, also in the Gambia, agrees. He says Burkina Faso tried really well, but I'm very proud of Cameroon, five-time winners. Amadou Dumbuya, also in the Gambia, says, I think this year the Nations Cup was more interesting than the previous edition. My top player was Cameroon keeper Fabrice Ondoa. His performance was phenomenal. That's true, Amadou. Remember saving that Sadio Mane penalty in the quarterfinals, and it was a solid presence behind the Cameroon defence. And Samana Kole and the Gambia also enjoyed the tournament. He says there were a whole load of magnificent things. The only unfortunate part was the treacherous pitches. But credit to Fabrice Ondoa and to Benjamin Mukanjo. For me, they were the standout players. And here's another voice message, this one coming from Zambia, from Wenga Maimbolua. It was a very interesting AFCON, somehow comparable to the 2012 edition, which was won by the Chipolopolo of Zambia. Cameroon this time around defied all odds, same way the Chipolopolo did in 2012 to win the competition. Credit must go to coach Hugo Bruce, his technical team and the Cameroonian players for putting up such a spirited fight. And to imagine Hugo Bruce has been in the job for less than a year, he deserves credit. Well, he surely does. Uh, thanks, Mwenga. Uh, finally, and briefly on WhatsApp, uh, last week we asked for your thoughts on how teams should react to losing in the wake of the Togo goalkeeper's house being attacked after they lost a group game. And the Zimbabwe Warriors were heavily criticised on their return home after failing to reach the knockout stages. Well, Khalifa Sanyang in China says losing a football match and handling defeat can be very difficult at times. Sometimes we, the fans, expect too much from the players, as we saw from the Togolese supporters. Thanks for that, uh, Khalifa. And finally, from Barnabas Ande in Nigeria, he says it's good to turn your weakness into strength because there is great strength in every weakness. Stay positive, says Barnabas. 
Thank you so much for all of those comments. They're always wonderful to hear from you. And this week, tell us what are your expectations in the CAF Champions League and the CAF Confederation Cup. Africa's two continental club competitions begin this weekend with the preliminary rounds. Tell us who you are supporting and how far you think your team will go. On Facebook, our page is Planet Sport Football Africa, and our WhatsApp number plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. Tell us who you're supporting in the CAF Champions League and the Confederation Cup. And again, voice notes are welcome. And later on, we'll hear from Aisha Johansson, the founder of Sierra Leone Club FC Johansson, who will be playing in the Champions League. It's about having a dream and living that dream, you know. And this is the message and this is the inspiring story that FC Johansson has. This is Planet Sport Football Africa, brought to you by Passion for Sport, and I'm Steve Vickers with a special edition reviewing the 2017 Africa Cup of Nations. Well, Guinea-Bissau played at the tournament for the first time, and while they went out at the group stage, they did manage a draw with Gabon in their opening game, and then went on to lead 1-0 over eventual champions Cameroon, only to end up losing 2-1. And in that game, we saw what was undoubtedly the best goal of the tournament, coming from Guinea-Bissau winger Piketty, a Messi-like solo goal, getting the ball just outside his team's penalty area, flicking it over an opponent, going on a superb solo run to the other end, dribbling past two defenders and firing home. So lots for Guinea-Bissau to be pleased about. Here's their coach Basiro Kande speaking through a translator. And you know our ambition was to go very far in this competition, but it's not always that your ambition can you know can reach the the expectation. But for the future, we are going out from this competition, you know, with the intention of going and work very hard. That's what we are going to do. And uh, the, the objective is not going to be just, you know, to be a representative in an African Cup of Nations, but all the kind of competitions which are going to be played in Africa. So we are intending, you know, to go work hard in order to be able to meet any challenge in any competition. Well, that's Guinea-Bissau coach Basiro Kande with big ambitions. Well, Solomon, we also saw Uganda at the Nations Cup after a 39-year absence, and it's inspiring for other nations whose fans are still waiting for their turn. Guinea-Bissau in itself, the way that they played, the games that they lost, they narrowly lost those games, you know, two of the games, and the way that Uganda played also narrowly lost their games. If you look at it, this is going to be a huge inspiration for other countries uh, who had never been to the Africa Cup of Nations. And that is what the Africa Cup of Nations is all about. Because on, indeed, every African country is blessed with great football players. And especially Eastern Africa. We don't see a lot of Eastern African countries at the Afcon tournament. So we need to see more Eastern African countries get inspiration from Uganda and Southern African countries, you know, get inspiration, you know, from countries like Zimbabwe also, who is also there. Absolutely. No doubt Kenya very much overdue a Nations Cup appearance, for example. Thanks, Solomon. Now, one of the teams that disappointed were Ghana. They did finish fourth, but they were expected to get past Cameroon in the semi-finals. And they've now been to six straight semi-finals without winning the tournament, despite having great talents like Asamoah Jan, brothers Andre and Jordan Ayew, and Atletico Madrid's Thomas Partey. 
They last won the Nations Cup in 1982. That's 35 years ago. Well, when I was in Gabon, I had a very interesting chat with a Ghanaian sports journalist, Frank Sheriff, and he told me about the problems in Ghanaian football. Uh, in the last two years, the Ghana Football Association has, uh, they, they have been, uh, let, let me say, in a very crucial uh, situation. The fans are no more supporting the team. If you look at what happened in the 2014 FIFA World Cup, where about $3 million would have to be airlifted from Ghana to Brazil to pay appearance fee, bonus issue of the players, it, it, took, it took away the support, the massive support base from the team. And I can tell you for a fact that majority of Ghanaians jubilated that the exit of the Black Stars against Cameroon on social media, on radio, on television, people who phone in, they are very happy because the love for the team vanished. It, it, it always is, 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 is going down after that debacle that happened in Brazil with players demanding their appearance before they play against Portugal. So they took the nation at ransom and the support of the Black Stars since then have never been the same. So the Football Association, the relation between them and the fans who watch the game back home is not one of the best. Everybody wants the current GFA president to step down, but they believe that since he took over as the Football Association chairman in 2005, it's not done much. It's not done much. Still, the four nations cup that the country has won, the last one being in 1982 in Libya, Ghana have not been able to win the nations cup, and they think this is the right time for the Football Association president to step down. So the fans fell out of love with the Black Stars, especially 2014 World Cup. So they want uh, a new leadership. They believe that will turn around the fortunes of the team. Most of them are saying they would start supporting the team when the current football association president is no more, when he steps down. And also the team, the bonus money that they take. One issue about uh, they were being paid $10,000 for a win and the majority of Ghanaians uh, thought that, it, that that was a lot of money for footballers playing just a single game winning and taking $10,000. So they have been calling for reduction of that uh, bonus money. If the players are willing to accept less amount, a less amount than that, then they will sup- start supporting the, the, the team. So I, I must say the Ghana football is in a very critical condition. And when do you think the Black Stars will win the Nations Cup? 2019, 2021, longer? Well, you never know. Maybe the next edition, Ghana would win it. Maybe if they have more luck, they, they, they will win. The question is, in the, in, in the next two years, would we achieve all this change? Is the Football Association going to step down in the, in the next two years? Are we going to see a new team built by the new coach? Are the players going to be ready to, to, to take less amount than the, than the $10,000 that we're taking as a winning bonus. So if we are able to have all these changes, I strongly believe that I would win the Nations Cup. As for talent, the talent is there. You have the big-name players, but consistently we keep on failing. The team keeps on failing. The, the goodwill from the people of Ghana is not there. It's lacking. So the fans first need to support the team. They need to pray for the team. If we start seeing that, I trust me, Ghana would win the Nations Cup.
That's Ghanaian sports journalist Frank Sheriff. He was talking there about Ghana Football Association President Kwesi Nyantachi and how fans want him to step down. Well, Nyantachi says he has not failed. And in fact, he's not only the Ghana Football Association President, but is also on the executive committee of CAF and a member of the FIFA Council. So he has some powerful positions in world football. Well, it will be a new era for the Black Stars as the contract of coach Avram Grant has come to an end, so a new coach will be appointed. Well, finally on the show for this week, although the Nations Cup has just ended, the action continues in Africa with the CAF Champions League and the Confederation Cup, Africa's two continental club competitions beginning this weekend with preliminary round first leg games all across the continent. In Sierra Leone, FC Johansson host Fus Rabat of Morocco in Freetown. And while I was at the Nations Cup in Gabon, I met Aisha Johansson. She's the president of the Sierra Leone Football Association and the founder of FC Johansson, which started as a project to inspire young people. FC Johansson qualified as winners of an FA Cup competition, as there hasn't been a proper domestic league in two and a half years in the country as 11 of the 14 clubs formed an unofficial breakaway league a year ago, that after 18 months with no top-flight football. Well, another challenge was that the country wasn't allowed to host home international games for 18 months because of the Ebola crisis. They resumed just over a year ago and nearly qualified for the Nations Cup, needing a home win over Ivory Coast. They were denied a stoppage-time penalty with the score at 1-1. Well, in Sierra Leone, Johansson is known as Margaret Thatcher, or the Iron Lady, after the former female British Prime Minister. And she told me what it means for FC Johansson to represent the country in the Champions League. Uh, We've had um, some very difficult times, um, not just um, uh, politically or struggles within the FA, but also with Ebola. So it's it's lovely to see how people just sap and soak in the, the love of football and they want uh, for football to grow so now that we have the Champions League coming up and having another international match on our home grounds it's very exciting and uh, your team is going to be taking part tell us more I'm not allowed to call them my team yes very exciting for them and I'm extremely proud of those um, young men because um, of course being the founder of that club I, I know the club only too well I know what the lads have been through and how much work and effort they put in day in, day out, even through the very troubling times. So uh, very excited for them as well. must be great to see these who were youngsters now getting to, to play in African club football. It's about having a dream and living that dream, you know, and this is the message and this is the inspiring story that FC Johansson has and for all the youth out there that, you know, dreams can become a reality and... Yes, you know, there are players that are now in the States and all over the world uh, who come from FC Johansson and there are those that came after them and who are now playing in in every department of um, the national teams, if you like, the under-20s, the under-23s and in the first team. So, yes, I'm very proud of the boys because, again, they focused on the football, they focused on the discipline, the integrity and uh, embracing football as a family. So we're here at the Africa Cup of Nations in Gabon. Sierra Leone came so close to qualifying. Do you still feel the pain, knowing that a late decision against Ivory Coast, if it had gone your way, you would have been playing here? I I don't think one can ever forget the pain. Uh, It was that painful. 
But, you know, football being what it is, you dust yourself down and um, you learn from the mistakes and um, you focus on the next match, which is what we did. Immediately that happened, we actually focused on putting our house in order back home. And uh, now that we're on our way to doing that, I'm very, very um, confident that um, Sierra Leone will make its mark, uh, rightfully so, in the next nations. You think you'll qualify for 2019? I believe so, yes. You know, again, football being what it is, um, it's anybody's game, but uh, there is a determination, there's a togetherness, uh, there's a will, and I think the players, because we came so close, they realise that um, we can do this. So I, I, I really do believe that we will qualify. And just finally, there's been a lot of controversy over the National League in Sierra Leone. What's the latest now? I believe there is some light at the end of the tunnel. With the the teams, the Premier Clubs boycotting, it was rather unfortunate. Uh, My rhetoric and my stance with regards to discipline and integrity in the sport has not changed and it will not change. Um, Now they realise, thankfully, that what they did, what they were doing, um, only hurt and was detrimental to the young players and to the nation. Um, they're the ones who lost out and not Aisha um, so it's, it's very good that um, they've decided now to come together for the good of the nation for the good of the game and for the sake of the players as well so really looking forward to uh, a good, cohesive, strong Premier League in the next few weeks or months to come That's Aisha Johansson, the president of Sierra Leone's Football Association. Let's hope that the league will begin soon as planned. And FC Johansson play Fus Rabat of Morocco this weekend in Freetown in the Champions League. Well, that's it for the show this week. But on Facebook and WhatsApp, tell us what are your expectations in the CAF Champions League or the Confederation Cup? Tell us who you are supporting and how far you think your team will go. Our Facebook page, Planet Sport Football Africa. Our WhatsApp number, plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. Tell us your expectations in the Champions League and the Confederation Cup this year. From me, Steve Vickers in Harare and from Solomon Ashams in South Africa, thanks so much for listening. And Planet Sport Football Africa is a Passion for Sport production.